0: So sit back, relax, and enjoy.
1: The All American.
2: Hello and welcome to another edition of the All-American Spook Show podcast. As always, I am joined by Will. Yes, sir. And the Professor Smoke. Hey. And you are listening to episode 13, where we will be reviewing slash discussing the 1983 cult classic Sleepaway Camp. Will, I know this is the first time you've watched this one. I think we discussed that on the last show. Tell me your initial thoughts of this after watching it.
0: Pretty, pretty campy. Get it. Can be, um, and uh, uh, it, it was it was interesting.
1: How about that?
3: Did you already have an inkling of the ending of it before, oh, or did God, you go yes. into that first? Oh, yeah. Okay, so you already knew about.
0: No, the no, big I did. Reveal. It was just oh, about you halfway about. through the movie. I was like, all right, I see where this is going. <laughs> I don't, I don't know how they're going to do it. I didn't expect it that way, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'd figured out the ending before before we got. there.
2: Well, we we had told you that there was a twist ending to this, so at least you know you're looking for something, I guess.
0: <laughs> I can't remember if y'all said a twist ending, just a crazy ending. Um.
2: Yeah. Well, either way, it's both yeah. twist, crazy, screw, however you want to put it. It's a, it's a weird. It's an ending.
0: I guess the only phrase you can really put out there is. <laughs> i guess i guess we'll dig into that a little bit farther yeah 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 once we start doing the movie but, but why
2: before i go a step further i just you know just in case this is the first time you you decided to jump in and listen to the podcast um we are a spoiler filled podcast so we will uh, go in and out of this thing and spoil the shit out of it so if you don't if you haven't watched sleepaway camp and you want to be surprised then you should probably pause now and then come back later and hear the shenanigans from us um, <laughs> or
0: you can listen to the podcast and then watch the movie.
2: Yeah, then there's that. Because <laughs> we, we can't, honestly, we will not do it justice even when we're spoiling it. You have yeah. to see it for yourself. <laughs> um, I'm assuming this is like the 14th time you've watched it, Smoke. So uh, <laughs> yeah. go back go back to when
3: you yeah, were. not remember uh, how many times exactly. Oh, yeah, back to the first time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, first time would have been on VHS at some point. Uh, back in the, I guess, mid '80s, late '80s, somewhere in there, '87, mm-hmm. '88, maybe. And uh, yeah, it was definitely an eye opener then, as far as the, yeah, you get. I mean, you, you know, you get a lot of twist endings, and even in, you know, slash movies is kind of their thing it's to come up with different kind of crazy twists. But never had seen one that way.
1: <laughs> yeah,
3: no. But, uh, that was. That was a jaw-dropping ending.
2: Did you have any uh, back then when you first saw it? Did you have any idea that there was like this big twist at the end, or had you no, heard anything? No,
3: when I first saw that I went in fresh. I, I I can't remember if I watched that with a friend or my cousin or somebody or what, but whoever it was, they had never seen it either. Yeah, so uh, it was totally unexpected. By that at that time when I saw it too, I wasn't. I hadn't like started. Yeah, you know, I loved horror movies, but I hadn't, like, started the obsession where I was, like, buying Fangoria and all that stuff, so I didn't have any outlet for it, I guess, to get spoiled. Yeah. So, uh, so I went into that completely fresh and not expecting that at all.
2: Yeah, I I, I, I
3: definitely think... definitely thought they had an original, you know, original ending to a original twist.
2: <laughs> I think the first time I watched this was probably about 15 years or so ago, and, yeah, I did not see that coming at all. Like... <laughs> You know, I think, uh, once again, you know, we spoil stuff, so I'll I'll jump ahead. I think the idea that it was her doing it, yeah, that was pretty easy to figure out, you know, oh,
3: yeah, 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 from the get go, pretty much, you know. (laughs) And I guess they were probably thinking that, too, that, you know, okay, everybody's going to guess who the killer is, so what other kind of, you know, (laughs)
0: reveal
3: could we have?
0: We need a good hard reveal. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> nice and almost werewolfy looking. <laughs> um, so, and we do not hang
3: around too long. It'll just be really quick. <laughs>
2: um, so I guess before we go start diving into it, I'll uh, I'll do a couple of our normal plugs. Uh, you can contact us through email on allamericanspookshow at gmail.com. Um, you can find us on Twitter. Our handle is at A.A. Spook Show. Um, we're on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Um, you can find us on any of those by searching for All American Spook Show. Uh, you should be able to find it. And we have a T Public shop um, you know, where we sell logoed T-shirts and other random things. Um, you can search for All American Spook Show on T Public and you should be able to find us. And a lot of these links, you know, a lot of these other ones link from other, you know, from whichever account you find us. You should find links to the other things on there. So I guess uh, with the initial thoughts out of out of the way, I guess we'll uh, go ahead and toss to the uh, trailer for Sleepaway Camp, 1983.
1: Dear Mom and Dad, I've been at a sleepaway camp for almost three weeks and I'm getting very scared. Welcome to sleepaway camp. Someone is watching you. Hey, Someone is waiting for you. Help! Someone wants to scare you to death. Sleepaway Camp. You won't be coming home.
2: And there you go. That was the trailer for Sleepaway Camp. I guess we'll. I guess we can go ahead and dive into some of the uh, background information. Did you? Did you guys find anything interesting before I dive into anything?
3: Well, I know. uh, Well, it wasn't necessarily the research for this movie, but Felissa Rose, who plays Angela, of course. Uh, The main character. This isn't necessarily background information on her, I guess, but uh, my fiance have met her a few times at uh, various horror conventions and things, and she does quite a few of them, I guess. Uh-huh. A few of them that we've been to, we've met her, and uh, she's a sweetheart to talk to. Mm-hmm. Always open about anything you want to talk to as far as movies she's been in and everything. And she actually knows my fiance's youngest daughter by sight now, <laughs> so uh-huh. she'll run up to her and give her a hug, give her give her autograph, whatever picture she wants. You know,
2: mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. I actually saw like her and a, and a couple other people uh, just recently started a podcast themselves like uh, through Fangoria. I can't remember what the name oh. of it is, but yeah, they just started one with her in it every week. So I'm sure you can dig around and find that if you if that has any interest for you. Yeah. Um,
3: and I know she's on. Uh, she's been on Joe Bob Briggs's uh, Last Drive in a few times. Yeah, in person on the show and then call in. You know, like uh, go call her and ask her questions about whatever the show is, is that he's a. Uh, Review, or, you know, watching
2: her. Best I can tell, though, this is pretty much about the, the only thing she's ever really done. There, I mean, she's done some other stuff, but, like, it almost seemed like she kind of stepped away for a while and didn't really do anything. At least not horror-related yeah. or really any movies or anything.
3: Yeah. that does I guess, quite a few people in this movie that it was pretty much their only thing.
2: Yeah, yeah. Most of the main... Like, uh, most of the Judy, main uh,
3: cast. Yeah. And the other interesting thing was, too, about, well, when I was looking up Judy, you know, the actress that played Judy, uh, yes, yeah, she hadn't been in anything else, but she did recently do. And I recently—I say recently, but it might have been a few years back now—a uh, short film uh, continuation or sequel, I guess you'd call it, to Sleepaway Camp with her character, you know, which is on YouTube called I, Just Judy.
2: Yeah, I saw. I saw that that was a thing. I didn't uh, go any further to look it up and see if I could actually watch it anywhere. But yeah, I did see that. Yeah, it is,
3: yeah it's on. It is on YouTube. I right? have to go check that but, uh, out. Yeah, I, I gave it a watch. It was. Uh, you know, it's. A, I don't know who made. I don't know the credits behind that short film. Who made it and mm-hmm. whatnot? But uh, I mean, she was the only recurring character that came back for that short film, and it's very, very much a just super low budget.
2: Somebody's student film, sort maybe sort
1: of, or something.
3: Yeah, yeah, something like somebody. I don't know if somebody's a big fan or somebody's a friend of hers, or maybe she was behind just doing putting the short film together just because. But I mean, it was it was okay. It was a lot. I mean,
1: mm-hmm. it didn't have
3: you know it has even lower of the budget than Sleepwalking, of course. But, but it's out there
0: for anybody wants to check it out. Yeah, now the, the one weird thing that I kind of thought, and I emphasize weird, is <laughs> uh, apparently this movie was inspired by Weird Al in the song, Nature oh, really? Trail to Hell. Huh. <laughs> yeah.
2: I didn't see that anywhere.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, this movie and Friday the 13th Part 3 were inspired by Weird Al Yankovic's song, <laughs> Nature Trail to Hell, where both films feature a cutting up of campers and an ending that you'll have to see to believe.
2: <laughs> now, I did see something where, like, a lot of people accused this movie of just straight-up ripping Friday the 13th, but that's basically just because, you know, of the similar... So the film in a campground, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a pretty easy accusation to make, though. I mean, because yeah. it's, you know...
3: Well, I know there's one scene in particular that I remember that, in my mind, does, does kind of link it to that, was the uh, bow and arrow scene. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: A very obvious one of those, and Friday the 13th and you know, <laughs> playing
2: Except a little different.
3: <laughs> yeah, a little different. <laughs>
2: as in a lot worse. Yes. At least as far as the way it looked. Um, True. See, <laughs> so yeah, I guess with that, we'll, you know, start going into the little bit of background that I found. Um, Sleepaway Camp, 1983. It was released November 18th, 1983 by American Eagle Films and United Film Distribution Company. Best I could tell and I could be wrong, but best I could tell, this is this might be the only thing American Eagle Films ever put out. Maybe there was more but I just couldn't find anything.
0: It was before they went on to the American Eagle Outfitters chain, at the yeah. time. <laughs> that's what I was about to say. Before they started making apparel, <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh yeah.
2: this is how they got the original funding to start the clothing shop. <laughs>
0: that's right, the startup. Yeah, yeah. That's what we're about here: misinformation. <laughs> that
2: that two hundred and fifty dollars they made off this movie started an empire.
1: <laughs>
2: so it was. It actually has another title. You know, like a lot of these movies will have other titles. Because, you know, say it gets interpreted a different way in another country or whatever, this one actually is known as another title called Nightmare Vacation for whatever reason. And it's, and it's called that in some other countries, but, you know, this was one of the first ones where I saw where it looks like it actually has two names in America. Yeah. You know, depending on, I guess, which version you see or where you saw it or wherever the hell, you know. but
0: It almost sounds like a Ramon song.
2: Nightmare vacation. <laughs> it
3: could oh. be sleep-away, sleep-away sleep, sleep sleep, sleep, sleep away camp. No.
2: <laughs> yeah, that would work actually. <laughs> this movie has a total run time of 1 hour and 24 minutes, so it's it's pretty quick and to the point. It's rated R, of course. Um from what I could tell, the budget for this movie was $350,000 and it grossed 11 million. Now, another thing that I've saw um was that this movie was released November eighteenth, nineteen eighty three, but it uh, had a limited release. It only played like in a handful of theaters, and then it actually got like I, I guess a bigger release, or maybe an LA release or something. It was sometime well into the next year, like April or May of nineteen eighty four. So I, I don't, I don't think that my point is I don't think this movie got like a big wide release anywhere. I think it just kind of played in the bigger cities, and and I don't think it, you know, even even when it did, it wasn't out for very long. Um yeah. but with a budget of 350,000 it, it it still managed to grind, uh, gross at 11 million so that's pretty good considering it was a limited release in the middle of the 80s and I'm sure it's probably made tons more in you know DVD and Blu-ray sales in the years since That date November 18th 1983 is actually the same release date as Amityville 3D um and it was and that was at number 1 at the box office and this barely made a blip on the screen so <laughs> <laughs> Um it was filmed in Argyle, New York uh, at a camp, at like a summer camp. It used to be called Camp Algonquin. It was filmed for about five weeks from September to October of 1982. And also I saw something to that. that, And I noticed this when I was watching the movie, that it didn't really necessarily look like it was full-on summer. Some of the trees and stuff, the colors of the trees, oh, yeah. you know, looked almost like it was in fall, and that would explain that. But I, one thing that I saw that actually took it a step further was that uh, some of the... Uh, the crew actually had to go and paint the grass and some of the trees and stuff to make it look like it was summer.
0: <laughs> well, I'll say that's absolutely hilarious because uh, on the, uh, when, when the when the name of the movie pops up,
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, it's clearly fall.
2: Yeah, yeah, but see, in that context though, it, it kind of makes sense because you know, and I'm sure we'll get into that once we t- start talking about the movie more the that beginning credit scene what you're talking about it's almost like this is well after the events of this movie
1: Season.
2: Yeah. yeah because you know there's the the sign that says camp Arawak close or for sale or whatever so oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. i think you assume that like that opening part is like after
3: after the events this, yeah. and
2: now it's just boarded up and deserted so that makes a little bit more sense but still yeah i mean either way you, you can clearly tell it's fall there for sure And you can see it throughout the movie in some shots and stuff in the trees and stuff.
3: Which is the opposite of Halloween, the original Halloween, which they shot out of season. They wanted it to be fall, and they had to bring in leads (laughs) and throw them around the set. Yeah.
2: it's of course, spawned three sequels. There's Sleepaway Camp 2, Unhappy Campers, in 1988. And then the next year, 1989, Sleepaway Camp 3, Teenage Wasteland. And then nothing new until 2008, Return to Sleepaway Camp. Which was actually, I think, uh, the uh, made by the original director, you know, of the first movie, the one that we're talking about here today, um, which mm-hmm. was directed, written, and produced by Robert H- Hiltzik. I think that's how you pronounce it, Hiltzik. Basically, this is all the dudes just about ever done, really, from what I could tell, are just these sleepaway camp movies. And he didn't even do two or three; he just yeah, did this one and the yeah, Return I think to Sleepaway Camp.
3: Yeah, those two camp. were like unauthorized or orig- yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, like that's so what I was going to say. Is that Return to Sleepaway Camp? Apparently, it it. Pretends that two and three never happened. I guess at some point of time later and you know it picks up from the, the original. But it does say that Sleepaway Camp 4 I found this out and I'll read this for, uh, that I copied from an article. Sleepaway Camp 4 began filming in 1992. This isn't Return to Sleepaway Camp, this is a separate one called Sleepaway Camp 4. It began filming in 1992 but was not completed. Um, some footage that was shot on the first day, just over half an hour long, was released as an exclusive fourth disc included with some editions of the region 1 Sleepaway Camp box set DVD box set um, it was run, it was announced in late 2010 that the footage was compiled and improved by the makers and official Sleepaway Camp sequels website creator John Kleiza and made into a 70 minute film which was released on March 24th 2012 with online distribution so there is another one out there that i guess is kind of like a, com- a completed Class incomplete, completed. incomplete yeah, yeah, that that actually connects to Sleepaway Camp two, Sleepaway Camp three. I and guess also,
3: I guess while we're on the topic of that, you know, I'm not sure if it was that box set, but talking about DVD editions the box sets uh, uh, that I think it was maybe the first box set they put out of Sleepaway Camp. that included all those movies. Had the it was had the, the Red Cross symbol on it, and uh, it got recalled because, uh, of, the because of the Red Cross. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, because it was too close to their their uh, their symbol and everything their logo <laughs> so they end up having to recall that one i don't know if that's worth one night i look it I'm looking up to see if that's going for some crazy amount on ebay or
2: i'm sure it is if it's recalled
3: yeah i'm not sure how long it was out there before they did, did yeah. recall on it,
2: but it seems i do like remember
3: seeing i never had that edition but i do remember seeing it in stores when
2: it came out it seems like anything that gets recalled instantly doubles or tri- triples in price yeah. on ebay as soon as it's recalled <laughs> yeah See, that's kind of a little bit of the background on the sequels there, um, which I'm sure we'll get to one of these days. We should just skip to the, the uh, partially incompleted Sleepaway Camp 4 and see how it all turns out.
3: <laughs> yeah, that'll be a, about a 10-minute ten ten minute podcast. Yeah, that'll
2: be, <laughs> <out>. <laughs> that'll be for a mini-sode. Yeah, we watched it. What of it? Leave us alone. Goodbye. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's that. Um, all right, so this one, 1983 Sleepaway Camp. It stars Felissa Rose as Angela. Like I said, she's kind of become a horror icon because of this. Um, she she hasn't done a whole bunch else. I mean, she's done some other things, but not not a lot of things. This is what she's known for. It's this right here. Also stars Jonathan Tiersten as Ricky. That's her uh, cousin in the movie. Karen Fields as Judy, who we were just talking about a little while ago. She's kind of the the camp bitch who, I guess, yeah. is just coming into puberty and wants to act like a dickhead to everybody. Christopher Collette as Paul. He uh, is the guy that um, uh, is uh, kind of Angela's, uh, he's Ricky's friend, but he's kind of uh, Angela's boyfriend, kind of, throughout the movie. little camp crush, whatever it is. And uh, he actually was in The the Manhattan Project, uh, The Langoliers, and a ton of TV shows and stuff. So he's actually had somewhat of a career after this. And it also stars Mike Kellen as Mel. He's the... The old guy. Now, it's kind of unclear. Does this dude own the camp or he just... I, I'm assuming
1: he owns it, right? Yeah,
3: because, I mean, the way his dialogue is through the whole movie, he's worried about, you know, the, his, his, his camp getting closed down and this happening, other you know, events happening in his camp. So, I don't know. I, I assume he's like I, the owner, I guess.
2: Yeah, but the, the reason I ask is because anytime one of the kids are doing something, he always refers to that other guy, Ronnie. It's like, wait till Ronnie True, hears, yeah. hears about <laughs> this, you know. Like, seems like if he's the dude running the camp, he should, he should be the one you're afraid of. True, Yeah. <laughs> I guess he's the dude that runs the camp. Like you said, he's worried the whole movie that he's going to get shut down and then he starts accusing people of murders. But he's he's pretty good, but apparently he was he was a, a veteran stage actor and he did that for years. Um he was also in Midnight Express, the jazz singer, tons of TV shows in the 50s, 60s, 70s. Um he actually died of cancer. August 26, 1983, so it was right before this movie came out, and this was his last role. So that's arguably one of the one things he'll be remembered for is the very last thing that he ever did. And like I mentioned before, this was also directed, written, and produced by Robert Hiltzik, um, who this is just about the only thing he's ever done is these sleepaway camps. Um, So on IMDb, it gets 6.3 out of 10 stars. On Rotten Tomatoes, on the tomato meter, it gets 82%. Out of 22, it's only 22 reviews, but still, 82%. The audience score is 60%, so it actually scores way higher with the critics, believe it or not. So, the IMDb synopsis, Angela Baker, a traumatized and very shy young girl, is sent to summer camp with her cousin. Shortly after her arrival, anyone with sinister or less than honorable intentions gets their comeuppance. Also didn't, I also did see something, uh, maybe it was in the Wikipedia article about Sleepaway Camp, or maybe I read it somewhere else in, in my research. Um, it did say that like the reviews for this movie, obviously back in 1983, 84, people shit on it. Horrible. This is a piece of shit. And apparently a, a lot of those reviews have actually gotten better, like say in the last 5 or 10 years. Like, people look back on this now far more fondly than they did back when it came out. So this is like the Benjamin Button yeah. of uh, horror movies, I guess. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah, it had its uh, second or third life, I guess you'd say, on the uh, newer generation of horror, I guess. Yeah. along, long, you know, picked it back up. Because um, it was almost, considered not considered lost, but it was one of those things where a lot of people didn't really talk about it too much until a certain point when it came, I guess, back. Probably when it got its first DVD distribution.
2: Yeah, and probably because it just wasn't put out by some company that, to me, doesn't even look like it existed outside of this movie. Yeah, you yeah. know, so it just kind of just went away. I guess probably just another you know summer camp slasher type movie that just got lost in the middle of a bunch of those kind of movies back then. You know, yeah. Except this one sticks out for another reason. Get it? Uh, <laughs> <Dun-dun>.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. Go do tell. Do tell. Uh,
2: we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, all right, so we'll go. At the, we'll just go ahead and jump right into the movie. Um, So it starts with a screen that says, In Fond Memory of Mom, a doer. Um, And then you have the uh, Sleepaway Camp titles screen, or, you know, the titles coming up over uh, the empty camp. And in the background, you can hear, like, the sounds of kids laughing and joking around and playing sports and stuff like that. But you're just seeing the camp as a you know it's empty and out of use and closed down then it the last thing you see is the camp airwax sign that has got for sale written across it so then it fades i think it fades to black and it comes up in the next scene and you see these kids and a dad out on like a little sailboat out in the middle of the lake um and they're playing around and uh like the kids sneak up behind the dad and push him in the water and the boat flips and they're kind of swimming around and then this uh this ski boat like a speedboat comes across with a skier on the back of it and uh the girl inside of it wants to drive the boat and the guys like, all right fine here you can take the wheel and of course she doesn't know how to slow down when they see these kids and this dad <laughs> in the lake and they just and they, and
3: they didn't even see the kids at first right they're too busy about looking at the person skiing behind the <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> she's
2: just <laughs> looking and then she's just screaming like oh my god you're gonna hit them and then eventually they do and um the boat like launches off the top of the sailboat and uh, it kills the dad, and uh, it looks like it uh, kills uh, one of the children. You know, the boy is what it looks like that it kills both of them. <laughs> this is such a weirdly edited scene too, because of the reactions of everybody. I can't think of the I can't think of the dad's name, but let's just say it's Paul. I can't remember. But the the other guy that's on the shore when the boat hits him, he just whispers the guy's name like Paul, and then just stands there and doesn't do anything. And it's not like it's in the middle of the lake, it's like 10 foot off the shore, you know, like, <laughs> if a boat flies over and hits somebody, like, in my family or my friends or something, I'm probably going to run out there, oh my god, you know, like, and try to help, he's just, Paul, and then just stands there and stares at it.
0: Well, that, that just kind of reminds you of later on in the movie, when, uh, there's the whole sleeping bag scene, it's just like, oh
3: god, help, Yeah, help somebody, <laughs> Help. <laughs> I don't want to wake up too many people, but somebody is awake and maybe help. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Paul.
2: John. Whatever the hell his name was. Um, so, yeah, so they're dead. and uh, <laughs> So then it goes to eight years later. And then you're introduced to this weird-ass Aunt Martha, who apparently has taken in, or, you know, has her own son, Ricky, and has taken in Angela, you know, the girl from the... Uh, lake accident. She's taken her in as her own, you know, and I guess raised her, you know, so this is eight years later. And uh, she's packing them off uh, to go to camp, to Camp Arawak. She, wa- she walks up to them and uh, uh, she says, look, I packed you and your cousin some goodies for the ride up to camp. Wasn't that nice of me? Hmm? <laughs> this this lady is weird as shit. I mean, that's the only way you can say it. Like, she's, she's one court shy, to put it mildly.
0: Josh, this explanation or her just won't do. No. No. It <laughs> I think just it, won't do. I think it will.
2: <laughs> and then she can't remember something. And she's got a, f- uh, a little string tied around her finger to remember it, and she eventually remembers, and then Ricky's like, that's just mom being old mom. Nah, like, you need to put this woman in the psychiatric ward. She's nuts.
3: <laughs> I don't know if y'all have ever seen any uh, Hershey Gordon Lewis movies, yeah, but it seems like she, like she went off the set of 2000 Maniacs or something, or... or Blood feast into this movie? I, I was, mean, her, think, I was thinking,
2: like, I was thinking something from a John Waters movie, but
3: yeah, c- basically way, about yeah, the same. They're the kind of
2: interchangeable with their actors. Yeah. <laughs> so then she comes back and she gives them like these little form these physical forms that she has filled out, and she says, you know, not to tell anybody how they got them, but you know, they're filled out, and there you go. So they arrive. God
0: forbid everybody find out that your mom fills out your uh, paperwork. Yeah,
2: heaven forbid. <laughs> foreshadowing, my friend. Foreshadowing. Um. <laughs> Arrive so they arrive at the camp, and uh, so the, all these kids are getting off the bus and stuff, and everybody's just running around and screaming as you would expect. And then you're introduced to the uh, the camp cook, the head cook, Artie, who's who is one of he's a very savory man,
0: um, because he's the cook, right? Yes,
2: yes, but, you know, he's supplying food and nourishment for all the kids, and he also really really loves fresh young chickens and where he's from he calls them baldies
3: yeah makes your mouth water he says don't (laughs)
2: yeah (laughs) and uh then the guy makes some kind of comment like the guy next to him makes some kind of comment and he's like oh these are too young to know what you're thinking about (laughs) yuck 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 and uh he's (laughs) like no there's no such thing as too young and then the other guy just laughs at him now (laughs) this is fucking disturbing right Good lord! What's more disturbing is the dude saying these things, or is it the dude's reaction, like just laughing them off, like <laughs> Oh yeah,
3: yeah. Like this guy's the most out front and open, like child molester there's ever. Oh yeah, been. yeah.
2: I mean, he's <laughs> not hiding it.
0: <laughs> no.
3: Meanwhile, this guy's sitting there like, oh, this is
0: refreshing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Good god. Like,
3: oh, Artie, that's just Artie being Artie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's intermission, it's intermission. Ice cream, candy, lemonade, too. And there's a hot dog waiting for you. The popcorn's oh poppin' and it's ready to go. You know all the great food is still in the show. Get up out your seat and get yourself a tasty treat down at the snack bar. Snack bar!
2: So then like you know they're going around and then then you're introduced to uh uh Judy, who's Ricky's who was Ricky's like uh, summer camp uh steady the the previous year before, but now she's got boobs and and she's uh you know full in the puberty, I guess so now she's got no time for him she wants the older boys now, so she blows them off and then then Angela this is the first time you see the creepy stare from Angela uh when they're in the uh cabin. I guess, like, later on, they're all getting, you know, uh, acclimated to the cabin, and she's just sitting there on the bed staring at her, and she's like, what the fuck are you staring at, you know? Did you notice, too, every time they did the old, like, Angela staring at them bit, like, it was this weird camera angle where they're kind of looking down at her, and there's, like, a massive amount of (laughs) headroom. Every time, like, it's a weird shot. So then, like, later on, they're eating, and then Ronnie, he's, like, the head counselor, he takes her into the kitchen to go, like, she's not eating, so he takes her in there so she can find her something to eat. And then Artie's like, yeah, I'll take her. I'll take care of her. And then he takes her into the back room. <laughs> and uh, he's basically falling about to rape this girl. <laughs> until, like, he's unbuckling his pants and everything. I got something I know you'll enjoy. And then Ricky busts in. Hey, what the hell are you doing? And then runs out with her, you know. And. Um, still no one suspects that this dude's, a you know, a major over-the-top grab-ass. So and he's, yeah. like, so angry, he
3: punches the shit out of a box. Or yeah, <laughs> Ugh,
2: I didn't get to rape a girl today! Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Monday's ruined! <laughs> um, so yeah, so you cut to a little bit later on, uh, he's in the kitchen making some food, and there's an enormous pot, like, one of the biggest pots I've ever seen in my life. This thing is, like, a six-foot-tall pot. <laughs> so he's on a chair and he's like sprinkling some salt in there or whatever the hell and then somebody you don't see who but somebody grabs a hold of the chair and kind of shakes it and he's like hey 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 don't don't pull don't mess with that you know if if you let me if you let me go I'll make you an ice cream sundae <laughs> and then uh the person pulls the chair out and then like he grabs a hold of the pot and then falls to the ground and the pot falls on him and it just burns the shit out of him i hear he Meanwhile, might be in the most could, agony that anyone has ever been in
0: get away yeah <laughs>
2: Could well, the have, person
3: that you would think most deserves to die in the movie doesn't die.
2: Yeah, he's just maimed. <laughs> yeah. But like I said, I, I believe he's also in the most pain and agony that anyone has ever experienced. Yeah. <laughs> Which that doctor that comes in and is like over the top explaining the situation.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I can't imagine the pure goddamned agony this man is in on that bed right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't hear him screaming even outside as they're just standing there talking about it and shaking their head like they should be getting in the ambulance and getting this dude to the hospital but they're just like no this was terrible what happened to this man and he is surely in the worst agony you could possibly imagine
0: can we get him some morphine? shut your damn mouth
2: (laughs) no I have to explain further before we take any actions yes yes he is in pain
0: (laughs) By the way, that that doctor, his son was Seth MacFarlane.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> 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 he stubbed his knee.
3: That's all it
2: was. <laughs> so then Mel comes along and like you know he did not want he did not want any of this to get out for whatever reason. So like he he uh, promotes the one guy to head cook and then gives everybody a little bump. You know, just kind of tell them to shut up. Um, then it cuts to a baseball game that takes like 15 minutes for no reason and has no bearing on this point or the rest of the movie. Um, other than to serve that like there's this one group of guys that are kinda enemies with another group of guys. That's about it. That's oh. all you get out of it. Um, yeah, and their
3: little dialogue back and forth like right? Was it said, Eat shouldn't die, Ricky. Yeah. <laughs> Eat shouldn't live,
2: Bill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he shouldn't live. That's about all you get out of that. So then like later on that night they're at the uh, the canteen, you know, I guess where you can go and buy snacks and hang out or whatever. And a, a guy asks Angela, Angela to go swimming, and, and then once again you get the, the weird headroom look up at the guy. <laughs> She's not saying anything. Eventually, they start making fun of her, and then Ricky jumps in and uh, starts fighting the guy, and they get broke up. Paul, which is Ricky's friend, he's, he comes and finally introduces himself, and they're sitting there talking. Then Judy comes over and starts cock-blocking. Then, uh, then That's of an
0: interesting g- phrase you threw out there.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I was just saying, for Paul, for Paul. Um. Then, then there's this scene of these dudes stripping down and going skinny dipping. Um, I mean, there's a lot of throwaway stuff in <laughs> this, honestly. That has really no bearing. I guess it's just the '80s and it's a summer camp movie, so they got to throw some of this kind of shit in. But then, uh, uh, eventually, like one of the guys, his name's Kenny. He takes a girl out on the canoe and he's kind of swinging it or whatever. And he flips the canoe over, and she's like, "Fuck off!" And you know, she swims away. And he, and for whatever reason, he dips down underneath the boat and he's just kind of hanging out under there. And then so he's some,
0: talking to her like she's still around and she's like <laughs> on the on the uh, oh yeah she's, she's
2: already off. swam up the shore and she's back in the cabin like taking a shower at this point and he's <laughs> and he thinks she's just hanging right by, nearby but then all of a sudden somebody else pops up inside you know like the flipped over canoes hey what are you doing in here and then grabs a hold of him and just easily dry, drowns him um, <laughs> <and> just really <laughs> gently just pushes his head under the water to the end. Um
0: meanwhile in the next scene you you find out that he's a very good swimmer.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's all weird because he was a damn good swimmer. Um yeah, so, like the dude comes his out like point
0: is the very top of his head.
2: The, <laughs> the dude comes out to like clean the beach up the next morning and then tips the canoe over and finds his corpse, and then there's a snake, like a little baby snake or some shit, like crawling out of his mouth. So it's clearly just for gross out effect. Once again, yeah, maybe the
3: that he had mentioned, he mentioned mentioned something when they were in the canoe when he was joking around about tipping it over about yeah, watch out for the water snake <laughs> Yeah about snakes
2: and snapping yeah. turtles or something so yeah, yeah they got they got him <laughs> So then once again Mel insists that it was an accident or whatever and he's still telling everybody to shut the fuck up you know Paul ask get to, later on Paul asks Angela to a movie and then uh, Judy once again shows up she's blocking again she's inter- interfering in this uh, in this budding relationship uh, so they they go and watch the movie that night and uh, later on they uh, Paul reaches over and kisses her a couple of times, and she acts weird and runs away. Then the next day, they're supposed to be swimming, and then uh, Meg, the counselor, just starts berating Angela for not swimming. Like, you stuck up, bitch. Everybody else has to swim. You're going to swim.
3: Ball buster.
2: Yeah, yeah. So then Ronnie, the head counselor, sh- shows up and, you know, saves the day, you know, just tells her to go fuck herself, you know. She's all right. <laughs> then later on, uh, Judy in the cabin, like, starts berating Angela for not showering with the, uh, with the rest of the girls. And then uh, the other counselor in there, Susie, she comes up and just slaps the shit out of Judy, and she's standing like, "Oh, I can't believe I did that, you know." But everything's okay. We're just moving along. Then, for some reason, there's a water balloon fight on top of a roof. <laughs> I, I don't
0: because that's the safest place to do it. It's
2: this same group of it's this same group of dorks that were like skinny dipping together with no chicks. They're up there uh, having a water balloon fight on the roof. I mean, I've so, never been to
0: camp, but is that a normal thing? Apparently.
2: Uh, according to 1982 <laughs> 83, uh, camp filming, it is, um, which that was a magazine back then, 1982 to 83, camp filming life. Uh, okay. <laughs> you had to be on the inside track to know.
3: Subscription only,
2: yeah, yeah, <laughs> very limited run. Uh, so yeah, there's a water balloon fight on the roof, and then one of them takes a water balloon, hit, an, hits Angela, Ricky runs up, and He's like, "Come on down here and fight me!" You know, they all come down and start pushing each other and shit and yelling. And <laughs> then,
3: at this point too, is uh, Ricky. I, I, I love Ricky's dialogue. he's like overly like angry about everything. Like, you fucking fucks! I mean, yeah. that's how
2: he's exact.
1: I'm gonna kill you. Like everything. <laughs> I'm, gonna
2: kill I'm gonna take him. a knife and eviscerate you. <laughs> yeah. Look, it's just a water balloon. Take it easy, brother. <laughs> Um, so Mel jumps in, like, he sees this go down, and, and he saw it He saw it all happen, so they pretty much all get in trouble, and they're banned from the canteen or whatever. So then you cut to a little bit later on, the, the leader of this uh, squad of goons, he goes in to take a shit, and then somebody, I thought this was, the way they shot this was weird. Somebody slides a broom handle through the door, like the, the stall door handles, right? And then it shows somebody taking a knife and, like, Stabbing through the screen on the window, so they could take us. They had a stick with a, a beehive on the end of it, and then he just kind of <laughs> shake it up and drop it on him as he's locked in the stall. And then these bees just eat him alive. I mean, they just fuck his world up <laughs> worse than those ants in the green inferno. Yes, uh, <laughs> this is way worse.
0: Yeah. Um. Well, it feels like they blew their budget on uh
2: on the bees
0: on on, on the bees.
2: Yeah, and the bees are, like, <laughs> crawling in and out of them and shit. Like, what kind of yeah. bees are these?
3: And they, they operated pretty damn fast, too. Yeah, yeah. very quickly. It tore his body up pretty
2: fast.
3: But Meanwhile,
0: this is supposed to be, like, an athletic-looking guy, and he can't break through, like, the smallest broom handle ever.
2: <laughs> Even when the broom handle clearly cracks because he's pushing on it, he still can't get yeah. through this. Yeah,
3: he still can't get out. Yeah. But I just
2: thought it was shot he's, weird he's, in that, like... He
3: gone in there to take that wicked dump.
2: and And he's reading like an old uh, adventure comics or something you know but i just thought it was weird the way they shot it in that like somebody is clearly in that bathroom sticks a broom handle through but then they have to cut through the screen window to get the beehive in there Like, isn't that weird? Like the connection—it doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> well, um, Sometimes
0: you got to take long, wicked dumps.
2: I guess you got to go in there, put the broom handle, then run outside, go get the beehive, and then maybe that's what they did. I don't know, but it's all happened pretty quickly. We're <laughs> giving I mean, it way too they much thought. Her? <laughs> so then, once again, it shows Mel. He's acting on out- the.
0: Uh, is that what the coroner report I had?
2: Yeah, dead by bees. But he's not nearly in as much agony as the dude that got burned with the boiling water. <laughs> So then, once again, it shows Mel. Now he's starting to act all crazy. Like, he's thinking, like, somebody's doing this to get at him. Um, Yeah,
3: he takes it personally. Yeah, now he's taking it personally. They want, it's against him, you know, not just to camp close him. It's, like, personal vendetta. Yeah, yeah, it's against Mel. Mel.
2: (laughs) So then it shows uh, Angela and Paul. They're making out on the beach. And then then this is one of the more odd scenes of the movie. Angela is making out with Paul, and then they have a flashback scene. (laughs) to uh her dad and that guy on the beach. I guess they're having sex in a bed and it's this weird atmosphere like that's a bed floating in blackness. Mm-hmm. And uh her and her brother like walk in and they're, <laughs> and they're pointing and stuff as these two dudes are uh, are making out, having sex, whatever the hell they're doing in this bed. And then she screams and uh then and then uh sc- screams no, no, no to Paul and then runs off. Next day they're they're playing capture the flag and Paul has blue balls, so uh, he starts making out with Judy in the woods, you know, because he couldn't get any from Angela the night before. Angela (laughs) walks up and sees this, and, uh, you know, she's uh, upset and runs away. Then later on, Meg and Judy just decide to throw Angela in the water, and this is where Mel accuses Ricky of uh, doing all these murders. Like, it all kind of breaks down right here. Like, they grab a hold of her, throw her in the water, and as this is going on, Mel's on the shore over there driving a hold of Ricky accusing him of uh, murdering people. He's like, what the fuck? You know, he breaks loose and goes and helps uh, Angela. Um, so then a little bit later on, like uh, a couple of the counselors have the night off and Meg is one of them. And she decides she's going to go have dinner with Mel. So I guess for whatever reason now, the, the camp bitch counselor has decided she's going to go sleep with Mel, I guess. Um, <laughs> for whatever reason? Yeah, this just completely comes out of nowhere. so she goes to the cabin next door because the 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 shower in that cabin is all full there's girls waiting so she goes to the shower next door there's like this empty cabin next door that has nothing in it but some empty beds and a lover boy poster um (laughs) she goes in there to take the shower and then somebody stabs her through the wall not through the curtain but they just shoved the knife through the wall and like run her all the way down her back. Like I guess starting at the top and running it all the way down, so she's dead. And forget
0: forget that. Like like who is strong enough? Clearly this this little girl uh, is strong enough to uh, take a knife down a piece of wood.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> or through sheet like pure sheetrock in yeah. a shower, whatever it is. I mean like it takes some strength. Um, Even the
3: reveal that cut that comes later. You know if that's the reasoning is. Be- because of the reveal that comes later is why she has a certain, you know, strength or whatever. That's that's still not going to happen, like, even, you
1: know.
3: mm mm-hmm. going be pretty tough to stab through that and then just rip down. It yeah. And also for the person still
1: to be there.
2: Then eventually Paul apologizes to Angela, you know, and she says, okay, it's fine. Meet me at the waterfront tonight after the social. And she's still kind of <laughs> acting weird, but he's like, all right, yeah, I'm in now. So now there's some campers out in the woods, and a couple of them want to go back because they're too cold. So then, like, the, the counselor that's with him said, all right, I'll take you back. So he takes them off, and so there's, like, four, I guess there's, like, three or four of them that are still just asleep laying on the ground there. He leaves them by themselves.
0: Like they, any good cam, cam counselor <laughs> yeah, would.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it seems to me in this situation, be like, all right, well, a couple of them want to go back. How about this? Let's all wake up and go back. I'm not just going to leave four kids laying out in the woods in the middle of the night by themselves, but whatever.
0: and they'll be fine. Yeah,
2: <laughs> it'll all work out.
0: <laughs> this, I mean, a this, version of them, this that ain't a horror movie, horror. is it? <laughs> so he's like oh god somebody
2: help help me please for the love of all that is holy so yeah he walks away to take those kids and then the kids are still asleep and then you see somebody walk up and look at the axe so then it cuts to uh mel he's looking around for meg and then he eventually goes into that cabin and then uh her corpse is right on cue falls out of the shower and then Mel's just standing there looking at her, and now he's just convinced that it's Ricky doing this. He's yeah, finally got me. That,
1: how's that
0: corpse still standing, by the way? Yeah.
2: <laughs> and then it just happens to fall right at that moment.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> that
2: he walks up. But yeah, but you're right. She wouldn't be standing there. She'd be, like, crumpled in the shower, you know, at best. So then uh, he's standing like, son of that son of a bitch, Ricky. I know he's done this to me. You go back to the cabin, and Judy is in there, like, making out with some dude. And then the dude's like, "Now nah, we're going to get busted. I'm out. So he leaves. And then, as she's sitting there, like, you know, stewing on this, somebody uh, opens up the cabin door, and it looks like Ricky, to me, like, you know, it, could you tell? I mean, like, to me, it looked like Ricky standing there. Do you know what I'm talking about? When Judy, like, right yeah. before Judy gets, uh, look
3: like
2: yeah, to me, it looks like Ricky. It's, it, it's weird looking, but you, you go back and watch that. It's a weird looking shot, but it looks like Ricky standing there, like, in some overalls or something. Um, yeah, and but,
0: u- ultimately, it didn't really matter because she could have just let the uh, the cabin burn down because she had a, <laughs> a, a curling iron clearly already burning <laughs> through the sheet. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> but instead, she this person goes over and punches Judy straight in the face. She just falls over like faints from the punch. And then she gently goes over and covers her face with a pillow. And then, I don't know what she does <laughs> with this curling. She picks up a curling iron... And then kills her with it. But how? What the? I mean, like, like, she takes the curling iron, or the person takes the curling iron and, like, squeezes it so it opens up. And then slowly <laughs> moves toward the pillow. And then you don't see what happens. But you know she's dead because her <laughs> hand goes up. Like, ah! yeah. And then, like, she just pu- pulls the bed back, pushes the body back behind, so it falls back behind the bed and then pushes the bed back. But what the hell? Did it, I mean, she stick it up her ass, uh, down her throat, in her eye. I mean, what does she do? <laughs>
3: Yeah, I don't know why they shied away from that scene. Although that that scene did open it up to the possibility of that short film I was talking about and why Judy was still alive in that Okay. short film. Because they don't actually show (laughs) what happened. True,
2: I don't think you see anything more of her after that, right? uh, Like, she just kind of rolls over on the wind. Why they
3: shied away from it at that time, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, you got all the other, you know, your typical slasher gore from the 80s. Yeah. I mean, maybe not as brutal as some other slasher gore type movies, but I mean, but yeah, that scene is just, yeah, I mean, I... That's, I assumed it was, you know, she was shoving it in
1: her. Yeah. That's
3: what the implication was, I think. But, yeah, I don't know if they just didn't want to go that far or
2: what. Well, whatever happens, I mean, she's out of the picture here. So then you go to those campers that we saw out in the woods. Uh, The the counselor comes back, and, yeah, they've been chopped all to pieces with that axe. And that's when, like you said, his reaction, oh, my God, please, no. (laughs) Five minutes of him doing that, and then he finally goes, help, and then runs away. (laughs) <laughs> then it goes back to uh Mel finally grabs a hold of Ricky and he just starts bitch slapping him.
1: <laughs>
2: and he just starts beating the shit out of Ricky cuz like you've done this to me you, ba- you little bastard and just beats the shit out of him like knocks him cold. Um then Mel runs away and he runs into like the uh <laughs> into the l- the little archery area and then uh somebody picks up an arrow and then throws it through <laughs> Throws it through his throat.
1: <laughs>
2: they didn't shoot this man. They just huck it, <laughs> right through his throat. So Mel yeah, you know, did. Girls are pretty quick. <laughs> and, and very strong. <laughs> yeah. um, so then finally, uh, finally a fucking policeman arrives to this situation. And uh, he's looking around. You know, all right, we got to we got to catch the killer. And, you know, with the help of the counselors, he's going to catch somebody. you know, So they go look around. Then Angela shows up on the beachfront. She's like, "All right, fine, let's go, let's go skinny dipping, basically." And Paul's like, "Hell yeah, finally!" <laughs> so then it cuts back to the <laughs> but cop.
0: Clearly, every man in this movie is down to get it all. <laughs> <laughs> they DT- any means necessary. That was
2: the DTF <laughs> section of that 1982-83 magazine that I talked about. Um <laughs> So <laughs> so a, a cop, the cop that's there, he finds Ricky, you know, Ricky's bloody from uh, Mel slapping the shit out of him over there. And he kind of comes to and he's helping him out. Ronnie and Susie, the two head, you know, the two good counselors, they find Angela on the beach holding Paul like she's sitting Indian style holding Paul. And then now we have our flashback to uh, the flashback that kind of explains things or not kind of. It does. It explains things that uh, Aunt Martha has uh, the boy, Peter. And just decides to make the boy a girl, Angela. Wait,
0: what was his name? Peter. <laughs> Peter. Okay. All right. Yeah, uh, yeah.
2: Peter. The boy's name is Peter. And she, for whatever reason, she decides to turn Peter into a girl, which is Angela. Um, because she's already, because she's, uh, you know, nuts. She says, well, I already have a boy, so <laughs> I need a girl.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> you, can't, you, can hardly, you can hardly have a sentence about. This ending scene without an innuendo. I mean,
1: no, no. <laughs> no, you
2: can't, but we can try, right?
3: <laughs> try. <laughs>
2: no. <laughs> Not at all, because they sure as shit didn't. Um, so, yeah, so oh, this so is... getting
3: back to Peter's name. Peter's name was Angela. No, yeah, I mean,
2: she, turned was the, Angela. she turned the boy Peter into Angela, yes. the girl. And then it cuts back to uh, Angela standing up with this fam- the famous scene of her mouth, o- mouth open and kind of looking to the right, like, ah, making this uh, noise. <laughs> you look down, or they, they show down on the ground, Paul's head just rolls away. <laughs> like, she's done decapitated, this motherfucker. And then it cuts back to the counselor, Ronnie, the counselor, says, how can it be? My God, she's a boy! And then <laughs> the, the freeze frame—the freeze frame of Angela Stan—or you know, actually before the freeze frame, it pulls back, and you straight up see the nude body, weird-looking body of clearly it's like a full-grown naked man with some kind of superimposed picture of her over his face. It looks half werewolfish in structure. Uh, it goes to a freeze frame of her face, and then it kind of cuts; it fades to green. Then you got the credits. So. That's the big reveal of Sleepaway Camp is uh, <laughs> Angela is a boy. <laughs> like I said, tuck like away, I said, th- th- this camp. movie it almost yeah, Tuckaway Camp. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, tuck <away. laughs> no, Sleepaway Camp is tucked away in New York. What's wrong with you? <laughs> This is definitely one of those movies, though, where it bears, like, at least one more viewing after you've seen it. So you can go back and kind of like, oh, okay. You know, you see all the little things that are obvious to you now that you know, you know, kind of thing. With that, Will, what were your thoughts on this gem from
0: 1983? (laughs) Why? Why? Oh, man. It's, uh... It was an interesting flick. Uh, I mean... (laughs) I guess mainly just the ending was interesting. Like that, everything else was was very much you know like of the time, just general slasher. You know, nothing really jumps out at you until the end. And
2: <laughs> <laughs> what well, jumps out at you? I eat. Like a snake,
3: like a water snake, <laughs> or a trouser. <laughs> a trouser
2: Thank you. I have not heard trouser snake today. <laughs>
3: That could be the slogan for that. Come to camp, tuck away, but just watch out for the
2: troubles. <laughs> Willa, you win episode thirteen of the All American Spook Show podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Your prize—you <laughs> have to listen Four. to the next episode.
0: <laughs> Instead of saying "yay," yeah, I should have went. <laughs>
2: I don't know why, like, in this big reveal, like, you know, like, basically her reveal is, uh, I have a pecker, you know, not, not that I've been killing everybody around camp for the last few days, nope, nope, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I want everybody to see it. <laughs> uh, so Will, <laughs> <laughs> where do you, where do you land with that, this one, like, on me? The- side. that yeah. sign needs to be a sound drop right yeah. now, Where do you land on the old uh, one to five stars on this mug?
3: What do you give it, one to five inches? Oh, no. (laughs) Look,
2: I wasn't measuring.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to give it about a a good hard two and a half.
2: (laughs) Is that necessary? (laughs) Uh, Smoke, where are you at? Oh, man. Let's
3: see. Well, well, one thing for sure in this movie, it's... uh, there's a there's a lot of shorty shorts and cut off shirts and bare midriffs on display. I mean, too bad it's all on men. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> that was another thing we didn't mention. In this movie it's uh, in the eighties. You know, I don't I don't know why or how that came to be, but uh, the cut off shirts for men and the short shorts up to your uh, ass.
1: Teeth. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah, not not you, not flattering.
0: You know the same shorts that girls wear now
3: yes but I we
2: were all there all three of us were there for the 80s obviously so I'm sure we all yeah. wore that shit at one
1: point yeah, or no, another i pretty sure
3: I had an, uh, yeah, a cut off shirt I think I had a cut off Sputton McKenzie shirt if I can
1: recall right yeah.
3: <laughs> I did not wear my like, tube socks up to my knees though with the short shorts on and the, like that guy yeah. one of the guys at the baseball game they were playing yeah. I can't remember what his name was one, of the, one on the uh, I think it was on the, the team of assholes basically
1: yeah.
3: throwing the water balloons and <laughs> stuff that guy tube was socks was that up the team 50s, name so, by the way so. what's up? <laughs> was that the team name? Yeah. 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 The assholes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, it was eat shit and live.
3: <laughs> eat shit and live. <laughs> eat shit and die versus eat shit and live. Too.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so Will gave it two and a half stars. Smoke, where you at?
3: Uh, I give it. I give it three. I do like it. I like it. A, I mean, I liked it. Like I said, that first time I saw it, I was like, damn. And then, then of course, at that point, I had to show it to other friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what their reaction was. Engaging reaction. You know? <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I give it. I give it a
2: solid three. Uh, myself, I think I'm going to go right in between both of you with a two and three quarter stars. Yeah, this is this is one of those ones you have to watch multiple times. And like you said, you you see this, you, you want to show it to other people just to see what their reaction is. Yeah. Um, so that alone, um, I, I think we all I think we all recommend it. Yep. That's about all we can say about that movie. Um, this will probably, end, this is without a doubt, going to be one of our shortest episodes we've ever done. Because <laughs> we all have to go, like, think about this, what we've witnessed and talked about this day. Um, yeah, this
0: could be the last episode of the podcast. <laughs>
2: matter of fact, this this is it. I quit. Um, I'm sure it can only go uphill from here. Um, but can I won't be there for it. I quit. It
3: can go on the hill? Oh, I'm sorry.
2: <laughs>
0: I mean, it could go down, I guess.
2: Yeah, it will. It will.
0: Regardless, somebody will get excited.
2: <laughs> yeah, right there on the beach.
0: The decapitated head of the kid.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, when you were getting decapitated, were you already grinning?
2: <laughs> <laughs> He's very pleased.
0: Finally!
3: Finally!
2: <laughs> I'm guessing Angela pleased him to death, and then just decided just to fucking rip his head right off. <laughs>
3: yeah, like a like a black widow or something.
2: Like a succubus. Succubus? <laughs> um, so oh good stuff good stuff um so that is episode 13 of the All-American Spook Show <laughs> episode 14 we're gonna we're we are gonna raise the bar a little bit here we gotta we gotta get back to normalcy here so we're going to watch The Conjuring from 2013 since we just recently did Annabelle we're gonna take another step backwards and go see the and watch the original Conjuring and then kind of work our way through those movies over the next few months so uh if you haven't watched it in a while go plug it in so, you know from 2013 the conjuring um the synopsis on imdb is paranormal investigators ed and lorraine warren work to help a family terrorized by a dark presence in their farmhouse shenanigans are afoot after that so uh yeah go check that out and uh like we said uh you know you can find us on facebook twitter instagram T Public, youtube we're all over the place we have full episodes on youtube and uh our uh, Green Inferno episode on YouTube is is really singing for some reason. So, uh, <laughs> keep on listening, whoever's helping us out. Uh, <laughs> um, you guys got anything else to add?
3: Uh, oh, well, I know we didn't really talk about it a little bit in the beginning, but uh, as far as what movies we saw this time, but I would definitely recommend you're Into Horror, seeing uh, Mhm. I saw it twice already. It is just by the guy that did Hereditary, so it is also sort of a splitting type movie where some people are going to love it. Some people are not going to love it. Uh-huh. Or are going to hate it. But I, I loved it, thoughts wise. And also, Crawl, the alligator in Florida hurricane movie. Was that good? That was good. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Sort of a, just sort of, you know, kind of harkens back to the drive in type horror movies where you can just go popcorn type, really.
2: You're better about keeping up with it the did. newest, like, with the newest releases in theaters. Did you go see Child's Play?
3: Yeah, I saw Child's Play, too. And, I, I actually, I'm, I'm not the hugest fan of remakes just to have remakes-type things. I mean, my favorite remakes that I would go back, are the ones from the 80s, like The Thing and
1: mm-hmm. The
3: Blob and stuff like that are really, the ones that I really enjoy. And I, there are some modern remakes that I can get down with or whatever, but, it, so, in general, I'm not the hugest fan of remakes, but I did enjoy Child's Play.
2: Well, there you go. There's some uh, new recommendations from uh, The Professor, um... Will, you got anything to add before we close shop?
0: No, no I think that's about it.
2: All right, guys. Well, that's all for uh, episode 13. Uh, be uh, sure to catch us for uh, the next episode and uh, make sure to watch The Conjuring to uh, keep on track. So uh, with that, for uh, Will, for Smoke, I'm Josh. We'll see y'all later.
0: Oh, God. Somebody later. go get help. Go get help.
2: Help oh, us. Dear Lord. Help go us. Get help. We just had to watch <laughs> that movie. Please. Please.
3: And uh, thanks, for everybody, for hanging out that is for uh, the last hour and
1: a half or
2: something. <laughs> <laughs> Not even that. This is going to be the shortest episode, I can assure you. <laughs> All right, guys. Later on.
1: When I look into your eyes, it comes as no surprise. You're slipping away. AJ, you love of my life. It's so cool. I'm begging you to stay